0: Welcome to Transform Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Zeller, speaker, transformational coach, and workshop creator, here to provide insights into the journey and process of transformation, as well as provide you with actionable tools to accelerate your own transformative journeys. I'm here to act as a channel guide and friend to share with you some of my own experiences and learnings and to have guests on. That share their wisdom and experiences on the path of transformation, too. Through these episodes, I hope to empower, uplift, and liberate you in whatever way, shape, or form that you're needing. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's begin. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here with me for another episode of Transform. Today, I want to talk about freedom. Freedom is something that I hear a lot of people talk about. I've had a lot of clients come to me seeking what they might term as inner freedom. And I've been thinking about this term lately, inner freedom, and thinking about how one might describe inner freedom, how one really obtains a sense of inner freedom. To really break down the word freedom, let's think about what it feels like to not be free. And right now we're talking about inner freedom. So we're talking about the feelings and sensations we have within our body, how we feel internally, and then how that actually oftentimes projects into our external circumstances or reality in some way, shape, or form. One might define a lack of inner freedom as... Being consistently bogged down by difficult feelings, sensations, or emotions. A really common one is anxiety. So if you're someone that is plagued with either an acute sense of anxiety, meaning the symptoms of anxiety are really prevalent, are all encompassing. You may experience something like panic attacks, you may have insomnia, you may feel restless all the time you may feel hypervigilant. This is what I might call acute anxiety. Or you may have more of a low grade generalized anxiety. Now, the interesting thing about somebody with generalized anxiety is I see that, especially in men, they don't think that they actually have anxiety, or maybe they're just not admitting it to themselves. But, and I mean, I've seen this in women too. But What generalized anxiety might feel like is maybe a constant pressure, like an internal pressure in your life, like you always need to be going to the next thing, like you have difficulty being present in the moment, like you have difficulty relaxing or doing something for pleasure, for joy, you feel impatient often or all the time. So generalized anxiety can feel just like kind of an internal pressure, like you're sort of the energizer bunny that keeps going and going and going. Now, a lot of people talk about using this as a way to propel them forward. And I'm going to do a whole episode, at least one on anxiety and what is actually happening and if it's actually benefiting you in the way that you think. But in this instance, we're talking about inner freedom. So if you're plagued with something like anxiety all the time, or even just often, Then what generally happens with anxiety is it just comes up and then you have to find ways to mitigate it or to decrease it. And it is, it interferes with your life. So whenever anything is interfering with the way you think your life should go or your plans or what you're doing, then it feels like a lack of freedom, doesn't it? Feels like because of this thing, I'm not free. To do what I want or feel what I want. And so this thing is taking my freedom away. There's something that's taking my freedom away from me. And in the case of inner freedom, it might be anxiety. It could also be something like trauma. So if you have experienced trauma in your past in any way or form, this includes shock trauma, like a traumatic event, or potentially what's called developmental trauma which is a different form of trauma, for example, if you weren't picked up very often as a baby when you were crying, that's called developmental trauma. So there's all different kinds of forms of trauma, but what happens is that if trauma is not fully processed or healed, for lack of a better word, essentially, if you've had a traumatic event and you haven't gone through certain treatment modalities to decrease the trigger of that event, then that event can really rob you of internal freedom. Let me give you an example of this. I had a traumatic event when I was 14. I was in a car with some other teenagers, and we'd all been drinking, and the driver was drunk. And we got into a really horrific car accident. The driver lost control of the vehicle. We went down a ditch going over 60 miles an hour, and we went head on into a tree And my best friend was killed instantly. Now, I remember in great detail this event. I remember seeing her dead. I remember it being very gruesome. A lot of blood. It was extremely traumatizing. And what happened for me was I developed really severe PTSD. And I had flashbacks, a ton of anxiety, panic attacks. What this event did for a great number of years is it robbed me of a sense of inter- internal freedom, because it would come up out of nowhere, or certain things would trigger it. And I would be transported immediately back to the event. So the interesting thing about trauma or any extremely triggering event that has occurred to us in our past, is when it's not fully processed, or integrated into our mind and body, then when it's triggered, when that event is triggered in our mind, We're actually transported back to that event, meaning we feel all the feelings that we had at that event at that time. So even though it may have been two years later, say that somebody was talking about someone drinking and driving and I suddenly got triggered, I don't feel like I'm just remembering the event. I feel like I'm at that event. And that's why something like trauma can be so disruptive and can rob us of internal freedom. Because we can't really be at ease, can we? If we can be triggered about our traumas at any point in time, then we sort of have to stay on defense. We have to stay what's called hypervigilant, meaning we always have to be on guard to protect ourselves. So if you've had any trauma in your past, it may feel like it's robbing you of your sense of internal freedom because you never know when it's going to get triggered and essentially rob you of the flow and ease that you could be feeling. And then another thing that really can rob us of our internal freedom is unexpected events or situations when things don't go as planned, just the sort of, you know, shit that we have to deal with day to day. And if we are really banking on things going a certain way, things working out, then succeeding and then something throws us off, our path, then it can feel like we are robbed of a sense of internal freedom because everything's essentially going wrong according to our expectations. Now, what is internal freedom? To me, I would define internal freedom as a feeling of flow and ease, as a lack of what I might call dread, and a deep knowing that maybe everything is as it should be a deep sort of trust in something. Albert Einstein has this really pivotal, fascinating quote. The quote is, I think the most important question facing humanity is, is the universe a friendly place? This is the first and most basic question all people must answer for themselves. Is the universe a friendly place? Do you feel safe living, do you feel like the world that you live in is fundamentally a world for good? That you are supported by the world, by yourself, by your higher self, by God, spirit, source, the universe, whatever you believe. Do you believe ultimately That the universe is a friendly place or do you believe that it is not friendly? The reason this question matters is because when we are looking for something like inner freedom, if we live in a place where we actually don't feel safe, if my mindset is shit always goes wrong, nothing goes right for me, I can never figure this out. I don't really have faith that there's a solution for my problems, then it's going to be really hard for me to ever find inner freedom because I don't live in a place that I think I can be free in. If I think the universe is a fundamentally unfriendly place, then I will never feel safe enough to relax and feel free in the universe that I live in? This question, it can seem like a sort of easy question that you can think about, kind of answer quickly. But if you look at your life and the way that you sort of expect things to go and how maybe safe that you safe you feel in the universe, safe you feel in your life, in your body, then maybe ask yourself again, like, wait a minute, do I really believe that the universe is a friendly place? And if so, do I also believe that the universe can support me? Because if you believe that the universe can support you, if you believe that there is more to the world, to your life, than just you walking around in an unfriendly world, then there is another force that is here to help and assist you. And that force is also the force that can support you that can lead you and guide you in the right direction, and that you can step into your full power in, and also find tools and ways to decrease and remove the things that are standing in the way of you experiencing inner freedom. Now you can use tools and things to decrease emotions that are standing in the way of what you might think of as your inner freedom, You can, for example, receive therapy and fully process things like trauma and that the triggering aspect of trauma can be totally removed, as it has for me, by the way. And yet, you know, my trauma was removed. I had a lot of therapy, a lot of different therapeutic modalities to completely remove and heal PTSD so that I am no longer triggered at all by thinking about that event. However, even with all that removed, I really had to test and see if I trusted in the universe. I really had to see if the universe was a friendly place. Because here's the thing, when you have developmental trauma growing up, as I did, and then when you have a shock trauma at 14 and you see your best friend die in front of you, the world actually doesn't seem like a safe place. So for me, inner freedom is a really personal issue. Because... There were a lot of aspects about my childhood that didn't feel good to me. There were especially aspects once I, res- once I had this event of shock trauma where I felt really trapped in that event. I felt trapped in my life. I literally felt like my life was a living nightmare. And it took me a long time to find a sense of inner freedom. The fundamental question that really shifted my reality, though, was do I believe the universe is a friendly place? And once I started testing out that theory, once I started saying, you know what, I don't know that I do, but I want to. I don't know that the power of love can be greater than the power of fear, but I want to believe that it is. So what I did was I essentially asked the universe to show me and to guide me and to support me. And this is how I started finding a sense of inner freedom in the face of all of my personal trauma, pain, obstacles, and adversities. So I think this is one of the first, most pivotal, important questions in this episode today that I just want to leave with you is do you think the universe is a friendly place? Do you believe that things can go good for you? Do you believe that you can thrive in your life? Do you believe that you can be rid of that sinking feeling in your body, or that anxiety, or that anger. Do you believe that you can be free from these things and the universe can support you? And I'm here to tell you, because I've done it, that you can be. But see, my experience and what I believe doesn't mean anything. You have to decide for you. Now, I want to give you three keys to inner freedom. Three really important things that I think that you must experience and obtain in order to really feel a sense of inner freedom. These are three things that I have experimented with and embodied that have given me a sense of inner freedom. The first is a really in-depth self-awareness. What I mean by this is we have all sorts of blind spots and patterns and biases that influence what we're doing, why we do certain things, how we're feeling, the way we're living. And you have to do work to evaluate what these biases are, because they're in your subconscious mind, and we can't see them. So if you want to become really self-aware, then you have to go through this process of evaluating your decisions and what these decisions are influenced by, your feelings and what these feelings are influenced by. And this takes a profound level of self-inquiry and typically certain methodology to uncover these sorts of things. Once you become more self-aware, and you see what is subconsciously driving you, then you start to be able to discern okay, what is my sort of ego or overthinking mind fear state driving me to do versus what is my heart and my intuition telling me? And that is that takes practice. And you have to do that, you know, over time. But once you become deeply self aware, and you can start to discern between, oh, this is just fear thinking versus this is heart led thinking, this is just overthinking mind slash ego versus intuition, once you really start to discern those two, then that actually leads to a tremendous level of inner freedom. Because what's happening is you're no longer this automated machine that's being driven by programming that you can't see. And this is not just you. This is not just me. It's human beings. Okay? we all have a subconscious mind. We all can only hold a certain amount of information in our conscious mind. We are all constantly being driven by programming that we can't see. So it takes a certain level, space, time, amount of work of self-inquiry to expose that and to start to discern is this fear? Is this the overthinking mind versus is this my heart and intuition guiding me? Once you start to really work through that process and discern, then there's a tremendous level of inner freedom that just naturally blossoms because you are no longer driven by the machine. It's like the veil has come down and all of a sudden you can see things. It's like what was black and white is color. It's like As if you had a hand on the back of you and it was always pushing you forward and you like knew somebody was kind of touching you, but you didn't know what it was. And every time you turned around, there was nothing there. And it was like this irritation and it made you feel like you couldn't trust where you were going. You couldn't trust your decision making. You had to like outsource your power to everyone. You had to ask everyone's opinion And you were always confused and worried and you had a lot of anxiety. Then all of a sudden, like that hand drops and you're just you feel free. And you're just like, "Whoo! Okay, now I can trust me. Now I can trust me. So that's key. That's the first key to inner freedom is self-awareness, understanding who am I and what is really driving me and then making choices to be driven by heart instead of overthinking mind, instead of fear. Number two, the second key to inner freedom, is tools for processing. If you grew up like me, it didn't feel safe to feel a lot of feelings in your body, and you didn't know how to process them. You didn't know how to hold them. You didn't know how to let them out of your body. And so oftentimes what I would do is I would avoid feeling because I was too overwhelmed and I didn't know what to do with these feelings. Or maybe it didn't feel to me like I was allowed to feel certain feelings. And when we avoid feelings, guess what comes up? Anxiety. Anxiety in and of itself is oftentimes an energy of avoiding. It's us resisting something. I know this because I felt it. And I've worked with a lot of clients who have had anxiety. And oftentimes, what happens is when we start feeling our feelings, the anxiety substantially drops and lessens. Now, with that said, as a caveat, there are biochemical reasons for feeling anxiety, hormonal reasons for feeling anxiety. There are other reasons for feeling anxiety besides just avoiding emotions. But even if You fall into one of those categories. If you have tools for processing your emotions, then your anxiety will lessen. Really, what it means to process our emotions is if an emotion comes up in our body, we have to allow it space to move and then to leave our body. And if we resist or deny feeling such emotion, then it doesn't actually go away, it just stays trapped in our body. Not to mention, We can't selectively suppress emotions. So if I say, well, I want to feel a lot of joy, but I don't want to feel a lot of sadness. So what I'm going to do is like numb myself to to sadness and pretend and ignore my sadness, but I'm going to feel a lot of joy. No, when you selectively, when you start trying to selectively numb an emotion, you numb all of the emotions. Inner freedom to me is really the ability to feel a deep sense of love, joy, and connectedness. And if you're avoiding any emotions whatsoever, then that's going to cut you off from feeling the good feelings. And that is a real block to inner freedom. So tools for processing. I mean, one tool is to talk it all out, write it all out, crying. And there are, I mean, so many other tools for processing. This is what my workshop transform is all about is tools for processing I mean, it's about other things, too. It's also about self-inquiry, looking at that subconscious mind, but especially for processing. And so when we can just learn to sit with the emotions in our body and we can let them be, we'll, we'll find that they will start to slowly ebb and flow. It's impossible for us to stay in a heightened sense of anxiety or emotion permanently. We won't get locked in. We won't be trapped. So as long as we allow ourselves to feel them, then they will actually ebb and flow and they will move. And you can even try this right now. I mean, you can bring up an emotion and you can just sort of sit with it. Just be like, okay, I'm not going to run from this emotion right now. I'm just going to call this emotion into my body and I'm just going to sit here with it. And if you bring your attention down to your heart space and you just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out with a sigh. And you just sit with that emotion. And you'll notice that as you keep sitting with it, it will actually start changing a little bit. And the thing is, is the more you sit with it, the more it's going to change. And eventually, it's going to to decrease and lessen. But things decrease and lessen by us allowing ourselves to feel them. Now, when I really honed in on the very best tools for processing, and I started learning how to process my emotions, I started learning how to move anxiety out of my body by not resisting things. And I used these tools multiple times a day to process a lot of emotions. And trust me, my emotional events that I needed to process were backlogged because I was really shitty at processing emotions. But when I started doing this, I started noticing that every time I would process emotion all the way through, I would feel the emotion, I would cry, scream, do whatever I needed to to get the emotion out. On the other side of processing the emotion, there's always more internal freedom. I mean, if you want a really fast way to be like, yeah, what does internal freedom feel like to me? Let yourself cry for a few minutes and you'll feel a little inner, inner freedom on the other side of processing every time. And here's the thing. These emotions, they come up to come out. So every time you do processing, it's like you become more and more and more and more and more and more, and more free. Tools for processing are key to a sense of inner freedom. You know, you don't have to keep carrying around that backpack full of rocks on your back. You don't have to keep carrying around all this heavy luggage with you. Every time you process, you're taking a rock out of that backpack. You're taking one item out of those suitcases. And before long, you're going to be walking around and you're not going to be carrying much of anything. And it feels really light then. Really, really does. And the third key for inner freedom is shifting your expectations. This is, you know, shifting your expectations is really where do I trust the fundamental nature of the universe is friendly? Because if you do, then if something doesn't go just as planned, then you can respond by saying, okay, This didn't go as planned, but I believe that the universe is supporting me and I believe that there's a lesson in everything. So what is this lesson, event, situation, unexpected happening, showing me? How is this happening for me? See, what that does is it shifts you out of victim mentality into an empowered sense of being. If... I have a talk that I'm going to do. I'm going to speak, let's say, in front of 3 or 400 people. And I have it all planned. But then midway through, my computer dies and I can't get it to turn back on. If in that moment I am in victim mentality, I think that the universe is not a fundamentally friendly place to be, then I'm going to think, "Oh my god. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. I can't believe this is happening to me." Everything is happening to me. I'm now suffering. There's nothing I can do. Oh my gosh, shit, shit, shit. Versus, if I think that everything that happens can work towards the benefit of me and support me in my reality and can help me evolve and can show me something, then. When my computer dies, I'm going to say, whoa, okay, this is weird, but I believe in a fundamentally friendly universe, which means that the universe is supporting me. The universe has my back. This is showing me something. What is this showing me? Come on, universe. What is this showing me? Maybe I could just stand up and riff. And maybe if I riff, that means that I can actually read the energy of the people in the room and I can be more present to them. And then maybe my whole presentation is going to shift into an entirely different subject that I didn't see coming. And that subject is actually going to move through the audience, and it's going to move their hearts, their souls, and their minds, and it's really going to transform them and me, and we're all going to have this amazing, really electrified experience that never would have happened if my computer kept working. Do you see the two differences in those realities? So, if we can move through our lives shifting our expectations, meaning, okay, I want this thing to happen. Let's say that I'm trying to manifest a really specific thing in my life, and I'm like, okay, I really want this thing to happen, and I'm expecting it to go this way, and I'm gonna move forward with these expectations. At the same time, I'm gonna hold on to it really lightly, meaning, yeah, I would like this to happen, but you know what? If something goes awry, I'm going to allow myself to pivot. Elizabeth Gilbert had I heard her talking one time. And she was telling this story about how I think it was a friend of hers, whenever anything would go wrong, her friend would just yell plot twist. Plot twist. What that does is it gives this like kind of positive spin on like, whoa, okay, this didn't go how I thought it was going to go. It didn't happen like I expected it to happen. But you know what, this could be a really interesting plot twist. And if my life were a story, a book, a film, plot twist are what keeps it interesting, right? And maybe actually the plot twist is going to reveal something to me. Maybe the plot twist is going to lead me to something better than I could have possibly imagined. Because hands down in my life, you guys, there's so much shit that didn't go as expected. And I am grateful for every single one of those things. As hard as they were at the time. As much as of a fucking nightmare that I thought some of these things were that have happened to me every single time they have significantly evolved me, they have given me lessons to transform that have made me lighter and lighter and lighter and given me more and more and more inner freedom. Is the universe fundamentally good, and if it is, how are these experiences happening for me and if I know that I live in a universe where nothing is ever going to always go as planned. Some things may go as planned, but maybe a lot of things won't. How can I trust that? How can I develop a relationship with that? And as another layer even deeper than that, if you are interested in sort of a Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer, the surrender experiment, a full surrender to the universe and the universe's guidance for you then you can actually fully let go of expectations completely. And you can say, you know what? I want an amazing life. I want to feel really good. But I also want to leave some room for the universe to surprise me. So I'm going to maybe make plans and have goals and do certain things. But I'm also going to keep it really loose and open, use my intuition ultimately to guide me and trust that anything that doesn't go as planned is just the universe guiding me. Gabby Bernstein says, Obstacles are detours in the right direction. Obstacles are detours in the right direction. You can only believe that obstacles are detours in the right direction if you believe that the universe is fundamentally friendly. So, those are three essential keys to inner freedom that I wanted to share with you guys today. And to close, I want to leave you with just a couple of questions. Do you feel a sense of inner freedom? Honestly, in your life right now, do you feel free? Do you feel that inner freedom is a possibility? Do you feel like it's something that you can achieve? And are you ready to feel more free. And if you are ready, what is one thing that you can do in your life to get more free? What is one small step that you can take today, tomorrow, this week to feel more free? Right now in your mind, in your heart, in your body, something will rise up for you, an idea about something, something that you can do, that may be small or it may be huge, but you can trust this one thing because it's leading you, it's guiding you. Don't doubt what it's saying. That's the thing that you can do to get more free. And if something isn't coming up for you right now, then just stay open. You can say heart, universe, God, spirit, source, higher self, whatever you believe, show me one thing I can do to get more free. And when it comes up for you, trust, follow it, and feel free. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. Your time is really valuable to me. So thank you for being here as we explored inner freedom. Have a great day, a great week. Until next time, cheers to inner freedom.